0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, y'all. It's Jessie. Hi, here
1: And you're listening to another episode of Asian Bitches Down Under. <laughs> It's fucking cold.
0: <laughs> it's fucking hot. <laughs> Sorry.
1: It's so hot. I don't know why I said cold. It's really hot in Sydney today and very, very hard to resist the beach.
0: Yeah, it is. I think it's 27 degrees in our area. I don't know about Newtown. Yeah. I guess it'll be hotter there, is it?
1: Yeah, maybe. I haven't looked at it. It feels like 30 degrees actually. Mm-hmm. I just was at, I was just skating around my area. Um, So I acquired a skateboard this week. (laughs) That's my latest news. Um, And I look like an idiot, just like learning how to just like sort of roll, you know, push on the skate slowly. Um, Yeah. But I think part of why I really like it is um, I always want to learn how to do things as an adult. I never want to stop learning, Mm -hmm, you know. mm And even though I look like a kid, like, you know, yesterday, for example, I took my bike out, I mean, my skate out around carriage works and there were a couple of dudes there who were riding and they were really like skating around and they were very nice. And um, one of them uh, um, ended up like giving me a lesson for like half an hour. It was really lovely. They were all really sweet and Mm -hmm. also very hot. Mm -hmm. Um, And And they're really young. (laughs) uh, I Oh, they're about in their 20s. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some guys were in their 30s, um, like me. But um, everyone was very friendly. But there were, like, also ar- around where we were skating, there were also, like, kids, like, 10 or 12 or even younger who mm-hmm. were just, like, doing mad tricks. Oh, wow. And so it's just always very humbling to be around, like, you know, people who are so much better at you than something. And I, like, yeah, when I took my skate um, skateboard... With a friend last night to Bondi, um, he told me that I have good balance. Oh, that's, so good. that's good. I'm not completely uncoordinated. Because
0: uh-huh. you've been doing yoga. You assume that one has been doing yoga for a while, that you have better balance. Oh, yeah. really?
1: I had no idea that that had anything to do with it. Mm,
0: yeah, I think yoga Maybe. does affect or impact people's balance.
1: I do bar, and I think yeah, yeah, bar, bar definitely helps. Yeah, bar definitely help as well.
0: Yeah. Mm. Um, Have you signed the petition that's drawn by the former Prime Minister, Kevin Rudd, like the calling out for the examination of Rupert Murdoch's media empire?
1: (laughs) I haven't. Should I be doing that? Oh, have
0: a look and make your own decision, I think. I signed, yeah. I think it's it's such a big issue that people should really consider about the media impact of the whole society, yeah.
1: So my understanding is that he's calling for a royal commission? Exactly, into, yes.
0: Yeah. Into what? Into Rupert Murdoch's uh, media empire. I think, I'm not quite sure if it's just in, for Australia because he owns media outlets in both US and UK, doesn't he? Yeah. And he's mm. a very mm. heavy supporter for Trump, you know, the Fox News. So yeah. I'm assuming yeah, yeah, that our like, international listeners wouldn't know. And also, um, Daily Mail is under one of his um, empire belts. The UK? Yeah, the the UK. Yeah.
1: Oh, God. I think
0: that Daily Mail was. I'm rolling my (laughs) eyes so much
1: right now. It's hurting me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so. So, yeah, yeah, what about you? What have you been up to? Um, I haven't been up to much. I've just been listening to a couple of podcasts the last two days. And also um, watching Wretched.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. so
0: Yeah. I think you're over at me bragging about it. You know? I, no, no, no. I mean, no. I mentioned it last week. That I started watching Wretched about two weeks ago, but I'm slowly watching it. And uh-huh. um, you recommended me to listen to Billy and Drew's Pilot Club on the on the drama. Yes! So we've got to do a shout out to Billy. You know, your insight okay, is magnificent. Billy and Drew. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you hear <laughs> yes, at least? Yes, yes, I heard.
0: I listened to that Oh episode. my god,
1: aren't they? I, I'm not joking, right? I literally listened to every episode of The Pilot Club mm-hmm. three or four times. Oh, that's good. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I just fucking love those two men so much. <laughs> oh my god.
0: I think it's just, don't you just love- so intelligent, Wait, don't you- the way that he I explains know. the um, I know. background. <laughs> I just feel dumb listening to their podcast. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. You know, I feel stupid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god, Billy, Billy is the smartest human fucking being mm, in the world. Mm. And I've never met Drew, but like, apparently, I mean, his voice is so fucking yeah, sexy, Yeah, right? they all sound Don't very nice. Don't you think his voice is so... Oh, god.
0: <laughs> okay, I just got someone <laughs> in my back.
1: Yeah, who has, wait, who's just coming to your room, Helen? Yeah,
0: uh, my husband, he's just getting some stuff from the room. And he's trying to, from home. trying to work walk slowly. And I've got my dog here as well. Geez, Jake. Is it just Yeah. Um, so uh, after I listen to the podcast, I'm trying to come up with mm. um, my own summary of Wretched. But my yeah. one sentence summary is going to sound so unintelligent compared to their um, summary on their podcast. Just okay. say it. Stop comparing um, yourself. I think um, it's a drama that is about a group of marginalised marginalised people treating another group of marginalised people. I was thinking to say a bunch of mental illness patient treating another bunch of mental illness patient, but then it's mm-hmm. not really politically correct at our current era, I think, because um, back then what is considered mental illness is very different to what yeah. we consider as mental illness now. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Absolutely! I just love yeah, the setting, cool.
0: I love the colour scheme, it's extremely vibrant, and the vanity around the whole drama, it's just mm. um, very both uh, sur- surreal and bizarre, like the rehabilitation centre, or the mental hospital they call it, looks more like a five-star vintage, ultra flame boy hotel, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Yes. you've seen the trailer, have wow. you?
1: I haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, the thing with um, the Pilot Club, Drew and Billy's Tyler um, they were like asking me. Billy was like, So have you ended up watching any shows on <laughs> the Pilot yeah. Club? And I was like, No. All I'm interested in is in listening to you guys talk about. I could listen to Billy talk about anything <laughs> mm. for like hours mm-hmm. on end. Seriously. Mm-hmm. I love him so yeah. much.
0: His voice <laughs> is so nice. And. There's a... I, I can't find an English word for it. I can It's slow. But at the same time, it's... Mm. <laughs> yeah, gentle it's gentle and, as well. Yeah, gentle yeah, and calming. That's right, yeah. And soft.
1: Yeah. yeah, I like I only like men who are soft, gentle, like, s- slow-speaking, you know. I, I, I tend to only be in love with men who are, like, very, very have a particular way with their Mm -hmm, voice. mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I think both Drew and Billy have that so beautifully. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, before that, I finish talking about Richard, I just want to highlight uh, the Asian actor in the drama, um, Joe Joan Briones. Um, He's an American Filipino who plays Dr. Hanover, which is really funny because when I heard that the name appears before that the character appears on the screen. So, it's so bad that when I heard the name Dr. Hanover that I have a, like a preconceived character image in my head, which is like a Scottish yeah. red, but he, he appears on the screen. It's like um, he's an Asian um, uh, actor, which is extraordinary yeah. because um, he plays so well. He's such a mm. multi layer persona in in the drama and it's really fascinating. I'm quite happy to see like an Asian um, actor yeah. on the screen with you know he's a very powerful central character as well. He's not like a side Why character.
1: I, is he a romantic interest? No, he's not. Paulson's he's character? not okay. a
0: romantic interest. But there's certain di- like power struggle in the drama. Mm. Yeah, I, I just watch it. Just watch it. Yeah,
1: you really want me <laughs> yeah, to watch yeah, it? Just okay. watch it. And because I'm you're so bad. because
0: also you're re- your 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 second book is on mental.
1: Um, yeah yeah Scarce yeah that's friend. right
0: yeah um and yeah. this drama is something that you really need to watch yeah
1: oh really okay okay um why do you think he has an anglo name if he's cast as an asian character
0: oh i think a lot of i feel a bit weird a lot of filipinos have anglo names mm. like or spanish is spanish um yeah, isn't sorry, it? My yeah yeah
1: yeah of course yeah my ex-boyfriend was um, Filipino American, and he did not look Asian at okay. all. Okay, and he had a very Anglo surname. Mm-hmm. Actually, he was Spanish. But
0: yeah.
1: yeah, same thing. <laughs> Anglo Spanish, same thing. They're all white people. <laughs> just kidding. Obviously, just kidding. Yeah.
0: So, have you seen? Have you watched anything this week?
1: Well, Helen's been raving to me about Ratchet, and I've been raving to not just Helen, but literally everyone about. Emily in Paris. Yeah, you did that last because week. <laughs> the whole fucking... Yeah, because the whole fucking world is talking about Emily in Paris. Oh my God, I did talk about Emily in Paris in on the podcast last mm-hmm. week, didn't I? Okay. Well, you did. I won't talk about it this week. Um, I will talk about a couple of stuff I've been reading. So um, I, as part of my job for a, a book critic for The Age, mm-hmm. I am reviewing this amazing collection of short stories. It's called Collision. Mm-hmm. And it's um, published by... Pandera Press, who is, um, the head publisher is the fucking amazing Lex Hurst. And she, um, basically this collection of 16 stories comes from a short list of the sort of most commendable, um, short stories from the Liminal Prize. Mm -hmm. So for all you don't know, um, Liminal is a magazine that was started by Leah McIntosh, Gia, Leah, Jing, McIntosh. (laughs) Um, sorry, I totally fucking butchered her name. Um, she's like this amazing, ridiculously amazing, talented Melbourneian. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe she's like half Asian, half white. So she's mixed. I don't know. She looks she looks okay. mixed, yeah. And um, she has been running this magazine that highlights Asian artists. Oh, that's great. Around Australia mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. years, yeah. And um, it like this book. I like. Ev- I feel like um, reading an anthology is like speed dating. So, like, you get five minutes with each person, okay, right? Yep. And reading this book has made me, like, every single story is worth its own novel. Like, I I, I finish mm-hmm. one story and I'm like, oh, my God, don't stop. Like, I want this
0: mm-hmm.
1: person to go on mm-hmm. forever. And I'm, I'm so, like, every single voice is so fucking exciting that I'm just, like, I'm so relieved and happy that we have decent writers in Australia, okay. you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, Ie not white people. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. God, I can really come across as you have to um, make like
0: disclaimers all the time now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I have to just in case you know there are people out there who are like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. but I'm just saying like you know if you're thinking about the canon in Australian literature, you think you know Craig, Kate Grenville, Tim Winton, Trent Dalton, um, <laughs> that Jasper Jones guy who's now causing controversy with Honeybee, um, Patrick Patrick um, White. Um, you know, um white people mm-hmm, basically mm-hmm. Con- yeah. you know historically have only controlled white narratives in right, this yeah. country. Da da da, sorry, that was a bit of a rant. But um I'm so excited by this anthology. Like fucking hell, everyone needs to go out and read it. It's coming out to bookstores on November 3rd and you oh my can God. pre-order. I can't it. Wait. Yeah, I can't wait for everyone to just hear these names. Mm-hmm. And listen to these stories. Seriously, there are like out of the sixteen writers in this anthology, about fifteen of them are fucking geniuses. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing, Helen. I'll give it to you yeah, after.
0: Yeah, I yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'll be looking for it. Also, they're
1: all like super short. Yeah. So you can like yeah, I you know, don't, read yeah. them while you're sitting on a toilet. <laughs> Every yeah, sixteen days, sixteen dumps. <laughs> Not that I do that. Oh my god, I don't I don't shit and read. <laughs>
0: That's amazing because we've <laughs> spoken about like we had an idea of running like for you because you're a writer yourself and you're an expert. I think a couple of weeks ago you were saying that we can't attend one of the female Asians workshop in US oh, and I suggested yes. that you should start one.
1: We should. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I assume there that will be already idea. one or a couple happening in Australia. Is it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's also a sweatshop in Western Sydney.
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: which, which you know, caters to non-white writers. Mm-hmm. And I've been part of that very, very superficially. Like, I've, I attended their women's workshop maybe twice mm-hmm. last mm-hmm. year. Um, I stopped going because it's in Parramatta and I live in Redfern and I'm lazy.
0: And also a snob.
1: <laughs> that, that, yeah, obviously people know this about me. I just, like, you know, judge people who live outside of Newtown, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Of Newtown,
0: yeah. So this is our main topic today. Jesse, you want to talk about where you live in now?
1: <laughs> well, technically, I live in Darlington, Darlington, um, and slash slash New um, Redfern. But um, mm-hmm. basically, what I wanted to do in this next couple of series is, is like I wanted to have listeners allow me to guide them through the suburbs of Sydney, and I really wanted to make this whole component this. Um, part of a broader survey into the gentrification and the kind of racial demographic that's so clearly mm-hmm. split across, you know, sec segments of Sydney. Definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, because Billy and I we go around the um, Sydney a lot, just like driving in our car, and mm-hmm. like visiting places and really feeling the difference in architecture in. You know, the mm-hmm. people, you know, you and I, I often criticise, I often bitch about Potts Point people, you know, PE mm-hmm. Nation and um, mostly gay men who, like, dress very, very, they're all, like, fit as fuck, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Potts Point people are, like, the Upper West, Upper East Side, no, Upper West Side of Manhattan kind Manhattan, of people. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and today, I am going to start by talking about my favourite place in the world. Um, actually, mm-hmm. no, it's not. <laughs> my favourite place in the world is New York. My second favourite place, um, which I often say is the only tolerable place to live in Sydney, is Newtown.
0: And why is that? Oh. Let's just look at the word tolerable.
1: Oh, What, okay. what makes it
0: tolerable?
1: Um, because it has culture. Because it has a bookstore <laughs> okay. and uh-huh. because it has nightlife, because it has cinemas, because it has mm. a university nearby, so a lot of young people. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. often, you look at all the sort of university cities around the world; they're the most lively because young people go out and do mm-hmm. shit. You know, yep. um, they mm-hmm. don't have families, so their sort of commitment to their own sense of being and um, agency is not sidetracked. You know, Mm -hmm. like I feel like Mm -hmm. the older you get, if you do become a parent, you're inevitably your um, own ambitions fall to the wayside. You know, there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with that. But I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, like, inherently, that's what tends to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, I like being around young people. It excites Mm -hmm. me, you know?
0: Yeah. So in saying that, do you see a lot of young families or...
1: Oh, yeah. Even just family
0: with kids in Newtown. So um,
1: I've been living in Newtown on and off for the last 10, 12 years. So, uh, I know, 10 -hmm. years, yeah. Since I moved out when I was 22, I've been, like, my first place when I moved out at 22 um, was on Newman Street, which is right behind Mm -hmm. the Newtown Performing Arts High School. And the Newtown Performing Arts High School is a public high school that's kind of, like, quite famous for producing Mm -hmm. well-known musicians, artists, dancers. And I moved there and I moved in with two friends, male friends. And throughout the next 10 years, I moved in and out around that area. Um, And I spoke to a lot of people there who have said that Newtown has gentrified. Like in the 70s and 80s, apparently, they said Mm -hmm. that it was just all kind of bohemian, Mm -hmm. young people, artists, like poor Mm -hmm. people. Um, And now you definitely see way more families. Um, but they're all like very young families, like hip, mm-hmm. cool, usually white people, I have to say. Mm-hmm. Like it's still, yeah. I, I would say like, you know, compared to very white suburbs like Potts Point and Wallara and Bondi Junction. Actually, mm-hmm. Bondi Junction have some Asians. Anyway, um, yeah, Newtown is still <laughs> kind of dominated by white people. Mm-hmm. Some people might disagree with me. But like I drive through Newtown almost every day, and I um to get to my bar class in Marrickville, and I am trying, and I have noticed that yeah, there's a lot mm-hmm. of white people.
0: Yeah. Maybe yeah. just
1: like different iterations of white people.
0: Mm-hmm, I think
1: also mm-hmm. when white people don't dress more grungily, in my eyes, they're not as white. Does that make sense?
0: Do you think that's the like the white people between? Newtown and Potts Point are very so different. different. So I feel like different. yeah, it's very lefties, isn't it? Um,
1: yeah, it's so to, different
0: in Newtown. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, an, um, they're much more politically engaged. And mm-hmm. if there's a spectrum, I'd say that the leftest of the left, left, the leftist people in Australia, I'd say, live in Newtown or at least in, yes. the, in the west of Sydney.
0: Uh-huh. I would, yeah. I,
1: I would uh, confidently argue that. Um mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. um, the white people who live in say Potts Point, they are still i would say um relatively left, but they're not as concerned about you know political issues, i'd say, because mm-hmm. they are buoyed by wealth, people That's who live right. in yeah Potts yeah, I Point agree with that so ridiculously yeah. wealthy, mhm-, yeah.
0: Yeah, and most, I don't know if I'm saying this, if it's true that I assume that people living in the eastern suburbs, like you said, Potts Point, Vaucluse, uh, Wallara will have inherited wealth rather than um, people in um, Newtown, they're a bit more, they're more towards artist type, wouldn't it?
1: Oh, definitely. I'd say so, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. we I will, like, Helen and I are going to cover war Clues, Potts Point, and Wallara in the next couple of weeks. Um, let's push, yeah. So um, wait for those episodes. Wait for me to, like, start bashing on that <laughs> demographic. <laughs> um, but today, um, yeah, Newtown is what I'm going to be focusing on. So Newtown is uh, four kilometres southwest of the CBD of Sydney. Um, and specifically, I want to just take the listeners through King Street, which mm-hmm. is the famous street that runs through Newtown. So King Street um, and Enmore Road, which is kind of like the road that sort of links to the end of King Street, um, mm-hmm. comprises in a total to a total of nine kilometres. This is according mm-hmm. to Wikipedia, but I did my own measurements, right? Oh, wow. Okay. So I started my measurement from Green Gourmet, which is one of my favourite restaurants. And that's like where Sydney University begins
0: all mm-hmm. the way That's a Taiwanese one, isn't it? Is
1: it? Oh, no, I don't think it's Taiwanese. Oh,
0: well, no, it's not? Well, the people I who own it, they're it. not Taiwanese. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay.
1: Because when I go there, they don't speak Mandarin to me. And they okay, also don't fine. look Taiwanese. <laughs> so um, I start my measurements from Green Gourmet to like St. Petersburg. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 I did Peter's. that last time. St. <laughs> um, Peter's. St. Peter's, yeah. Um, St. Peter's, which is like where Sydney Park is um mm-hmm. and my measurement tells me that's 2 kilometers but <laughs> whatever <laughs> um and uh, according to wikipedia there are 600 shop fronts in that vicinity wow. but i don't think mm-hmm. that's true May- maybe not 600 probably parts.
0: less now because with covid yeah 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 um
1: and that main strip of a million different things which i'll cover later um is mm-hmm. Uh, is the longest and most complete commercial precinct of the late Victorian and Federation period in Australia. Did you wow. know that? I know that's amazing. I think that's probably why I love it,
0: because it just goes. On I will forever. probably think. Talking about commercial precinct, I'll mm. think about within CBD George Street. I mean, not yeah George Street around QV the yeah, uh, Queen right. Victoria Building area. Yeah, but I think if I get to choose, I'll still prefer to go to Newtown.
1: Oh yeah, because because
0: just the surrounding, it's better. Yeah, and maybe less tourists.
1: <laughs> less tourists, and also it's not as trashy. Like um, George Street in front of the cinemas, the Hoyt mm. cinemas. Um, it's just always like, again, this is Jesse snobby Jesse speaking. Um, it's the kind of people who hang around that area mm-hmm. are more like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I'm going to sound so racist.
0: I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, nah, like, don't don't say uh, it. I better not say it. Yeah, but
1: it's just. Uh, yeah, it's different sorts of people and I mm-hmm. feel like I just like hanging around Newtown because it's just my kind of area. This is mm-hmm. my kind of people. You yeah, know, like bookish people, yeah. people who are into film, people who mm-hmm. listen to jazz on the weekends. Basically a snob yeah. like me.
0: <laughs> I think the time that I spend around Newtown the most will be the time that I was in uni because yeah. I went to Sydney U. Yeah. And I just feel, I think that's probably the first encounter of me going into like a vegan restaurant or cafe with my friend. Yeah, when I was like 19 and 20, because we never, like we never really had vegan at home.
1: Do you remember what restaurant it was?
0: It was actually behind, not on the King Street, but closer to Redfern Station. So it's not like, it's not exactly in Newtown, Mm. but we had lentil soup. So (laughs) I guess that's the, the... most popular dish. Lentil soup is so white. Yeah, it is. I fucking yeah. love
1: it. Like um <laughs> a friend of mine, I told you the story how um, I was like um, talking to him about in the morning, like what he has for breakfast. Uh-huh. And this is like a new friend, <laughs> and I okay. said toast and cereal, and he was like, and he was like not white. He's from the Baltic, one of the Baltic countries, and he said that's so white. Like, he just, like, ripped <laughs> through me. That's so white. Like, like, but I like white people food. That is my... Yeah. That is not a crime, okay? Just because I'm Asian doesn't mean I get to... I, I, I can only eat and yeah. love on white Asian food, you know? I fucking you're, white... I fucking you're love. very...
0: Wa- you're kind of whitewashed in some way. Totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so, for instance, last night, my friend and I... Um, the friend who I told you went to the skate... Skating with me. Mm-hmm. He was teaching mm-hmm. me how to skate around yeah. Bondi, so... I showed him my my um favorite place in Bondi. Um when I lived mm-hmm. in Bondi, um I used to go to Laurie's vegetarian restaurant.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um which sounds very fancy but it's not. It's just kind of like a takeout um buffet style. Not really buffet, mm-hmm. but there's like an assortment of the salads and anyway, Laurie's which I'll gush about in, in our podcast about Bondi. <laughs> but, but opposite Laurie's is um the Health Emporium. Which is where mm-hmm. I used to work, and that is like the ultimate of ultimate white places. Like everything in there is vegan, everything is organic, everything is mm. like everything is just ridiculously crazy, like Whole Foods kind of style food. And mm-hmm. I fucking go apeshit crazy when I go in because it's like ah, like heaven, <laughs> heaven for me when I go in.
0: <laughs> is that the place that where you have to scoop and measure by weight?
1: Oh no, that's like bulk. That's, na- that's naked foods and bulk mm. foods. But that's also uh-huh. super white. And I also go, ah, yeah. when when I enter those spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love talking about race and food. There's so cor- mm. so, so much correlation. Anyway, yeah. let's yeah. go back to Newtown. So, <laughs> of course, it's um, on Gadigal land, the tribe of the Eora Nation.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and um, I tried to find, like, it was so interesting reading up about the history of Newtown I wanted to, like, take listeners back to 1832, which is when um, this white couple called John and Margaret Webster, they owned and opened, they opened a grocery store near where Newtown Station is, mm-hmm. and they called it New Town Stores. It's in
0: separate like words. Like New Town yeah. Stores.
1: Yeah, yeah, New, as in, mm-hmm. like, town stores, but it's a new town. And then um, a lot of the residential buildings and ho- housing were built in the late 19th century with many farms and other large properties being divided and developed as row houses, which is now like, you know, typically called Mm -hmm. terrace houses, which is what I live in now. Um, And that name just kind of stuck, like Newtown kind of stuck. And um, many of the small houses um, was that were built Mm -hmm. during that time, you know, the terrace houses is was indicative of the working class jobs that most Newtown residents, many of whom worked in the city mm-hmm. or local shops, factories, warehouses, brickyards, and at the nearby mm-hmm. Everly Railway jo- workshops, which is now Carriage Works. So in 1912, it was described, Newtown was described as one of the mm-hmm. wealthiest suburbs in Sydney, which is interesting.
0: You assume so because it's near the well, it's the proximity city. to the city yeah. and also the port ports i think because yeah, there's exactly. like um marine work yeah around balmain as well i think oh yeah yeah, yeah
1: totally yeah. yeah and now balmain is also super like wealthy mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: super wealthy super white <laughs> um so newtown is home to some public housing pockets built throughout the late 60s and 70s mainly consisting of like walk up apartments mm-hmm. and extensive houses how townhouses Um, that were built over like really small blocks of land. And um, the large housing estates gradually shrunk as many of the homes were demolished and or returned back to private ownership Mm. as the surrounding area slowly went through gentrification Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. as does most of the coolest places in the world, the cities around the world. Many parts of Newtown had gradually become working class and for much of the 20th century, Newtown was a low-income, blue-collar suburb until recently, of course. In the 1960s and 70s, Newtown began to attract university students with Sydney Uni Mm -hmm. and became a centre for student share housings in Sydney and the development of cafes and pubs and restaurants obviously made it, like, very attractive to young people, Mm -hmm. like I said before. Mm -hmm. So um newtown now has this like kind of bohemian gay lesbian vibe Mm -hmm. um which is like i didn't know about this when i was like 14 i think i was about 14 or 13 when i first first went to newtown and the story is that um you know like helen and i when we were younger um, our parents would take us i don't know helen if you were there Maybe you weren't. You were like the ignored eldest ty- child. But our three <laughs> siblings and I, we would go back to Taiwan every two years. Yeah,
0: you would. I'm the our, one who's yeah. usually been left out yeah. because mum yeah. said I have to fucking study or something like that.
1: Yeah, Helen's a black sheep of the family, obviously. Um, and she never went on any of the road trips that we took as a family. And um, so we we would, from our um, house in Telopia, we would drive to the uh, airport and we would always pass through King Street. Did you know ah, that? Yes, yeah. I do
0: remember that. I do remember that whenever that we go to the airport to pick up our mm. grandparents or whoever from Taiwan, yeah, and we always passed. Um, now I remember that it is a street near Campos, and that oh, that's the where yeah. we turn. Missington Road. Yes, we always yeah, through and Missington then Road. through um, what's the hospital over there?
1: RPA. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Near that area, yeah, and we make exactly. a turn.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will make a turn, see the Mali on the right.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: yeah, it's like I... I, Newtown always appealed to me as a young kid because I didn't know it back then, but it was really how the people were dressed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like people could go out dressed in their PJs. <laughs> and I saw like people with a thousand piercings on their bodies and tattoos. bodies covered in tattoos uh-huh. and girls with like hair that was pink yeah, and boys so that amazing. had like hair as long as their like, ankles, Mm -hmm. like, it was just, like, a place where I knew that no matter how you presented yourself, you would not be judged. Yeah,
0: no one will care. And that
1: for me, yeah, that no one fucking cared. That was why, that was, like, my initial pull to Newtown. Mm -hmm. It was just such a great place where you could just present yourself in any way and you would not be ostracised, you know? Like, I was, I walked through Potts Point last week in my, in the best things I own and I still felt, like, shitty, because everyone else was dressed in, like, fucking P.E. Nation. Far out. <laughs> God, yeah, I just, I would hate to live in Potts Point, because you would just feel like you had to buy the most expensive clothes. Oh yeah. Anyway, yeah, so, um, uh, Newtown is famous for, like, a million pubs, including the Courthouse, the Bank, the Union Hotel, Cooper's Town Hall, etc. I could go on forever. Um, Oh, my favorite bar is nineteen eighty nine which is at the sort of beginning of King street mm-hmm. and basically you go in and there's like heaps of like nineteen eighties and nineties memorabilia like there are v h s tapes oh, there are okay. posters of titanic and um uh so things from else, our own like... childhood, yeah, things from our childhood, <laughs> like sonic the hedgehog and and like Just so, so, and board games, Uh and then uh, in the other room next to the bar is like um, a a bunch of arcade games like pinball. Okay, Uh what do you call them? Like Street Fighter, yeah. So it was literally
0: related for relatable for what do you call it? Anyone
1: born in 1989 (laughs) or Um, like before then.
0: Are you X or Y generations or?
1: Ex- maybe oh, yeah, genera- millennials, yeah. I guess. Millennials, right? okay. Or maybe a bit older than millennials. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, towards the later end of millennials, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and Newtown is very popular for its live music scene. Mm-hmm. So during the 80s, many of the pubs in the area housed a thriving music scene, notably the Sangriham, which was opened in 1870, where the Whitlams, which are like a super famous Australian band, mm-hmm. they were like kind of the resident band there. Um, did you know, fun fact, Helen, where, you know, where Dendi is, which is like my favorite cinema in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, where Dendi is used to be a Coles.
0: Okay. Isn't that interesting? Supermarket. Yeah. And
1: also Coles in the eighties was called Coles New World Supermarket. Did you know that?
0: Oh, wow. Okay. So they didn't, when, do you know when they changed the name to just Coles or?
1: Yeah. I don't know when they dropped the New World, Mm. but very interesting.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Glad it's glad it's now a cinema
0: and not a supermarket. But there's also only small, like, supermarkets on King Street, yeah, wasn't it? I don't remember. Exactly. Oh, except for now there's a... Is there one at the station? Or is it just the express? I don't know. I remember seeing, like, a oh, Coles... Oh, that's Foodworks. Oh, okay, Foodworks. Yeah. yeah, I
1: think that's Foodworks, yeah. So... Obviously, one thing about Newtown that's great is there are no, like, McDonald's or KFC or any... No major chains. Exactly. No major chains. Yeah. Um, The biggest chain is Vinnie's, probably. (laughs) (laughs) But Vinnie's is a... But but Vinnie's is is a charity. Yeah, Vinnie's is a charity.
0: uh, What's it called? What's What's the full name? St. Vincent's Deport. St. Vincent's Deport, yeah, Yeah. charity. Op shop,
1: basically. Yeah, Yeah, it's a secondhand store. And uh, when you walk down Newtown, it's like everyone dresses in second-hand clothes. Uh-huh. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. Um, I also live in Newtown because of the bookstores. Yeah, like definitely. Be- yeah. Better Red Than Dead, obviously. Elizabeth's. Um, Goods used to be an institution at the beginning of King Street, but now it's moved, I think, mm-hmm. towards the back of King Street. Um, and restaurants. Like, the... Just really quickly, if you want to hang, if you want to know where the cool kids hang out at um, on King Street, it is Cairo Takeout, mm-hmm. Gigi's, and Lentils as Anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you want to hang out with the lentils cool kids, hang as out. anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Lentils as Anything is like a non-for-profit organization where you go in. It's to, entirely run by volunteers. Mm-hmm. You go into this quite a massive storefront, and everything is vegan, and um, you there is no like price tag to any meal. So every night there are about three different dishes um, and you pay, basically at the end of your meal, you pay what you feel.
0: Or how much you can afford.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or how much you
0: can afford. Yeah. 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 So on your note that you mentioned that there are 16 Thai restaurants under yeah. two kilometers. And you just reminded me uh, years ago, almost 10 years ago, I remember that we had a meal at one of the, I'm pretty sure it was a Thai restaurant in Newtown. Terrific. Okay, (laughs) it was
1: terrific. This is a great story.
0: (laughs) And we were just so engaged with our conversation Mm. and we assumed each other someone has paid and we literally walked out as a big group (laughs) and not knowing that no one had paid. No one had paid, yeah.
1: (laughs) And then like we were on the street like about ten meters away now and then suddenly the waiter changed us out. Yeah.
0: Like saying, Hey, you (laughs) you haven't paid. We were so mortified. Yeah. We were not trying to do it on purpose because no yeah. one, literally no one, had like. I think we were just so engaged with our conversation with each other, yeah. And no one took notice that
1: of yeah of anyone
0: exactly. has paid or we were assumed someone has paid.
1: Yeah, I love that, and so unAsian of us, right? Because <laughs> usually Asians Asian are fighting one. for the fight.
0: Bill. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's so funny.
1: I never got that. For me, I'm like. For me, I'm such a, like, not Asian in that sense. I'm like, fucking pay for me. Sure. <laughs> Wait, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, actually. Sometimes I like paying for people as a power trip. Mm, mm. It's really fucked up. But I know that. Like, I sometimes love just, like, saying, no, I fucking get the bill. So that I think maybe psychically I want them to feel like they owe me something.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But it depends on the person, I think. It depends on the relationship or who you're with. I think if I
1: was a dude, I would want to pay for the girl just so I would pressure her into sleeping with me. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I'm kidding, obviously. Or maybe I'm not. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not. Should we take a break? (laughs) (laughs) Well, before we take a break, I just wanna like I wanna like scoop out all the flesh of that argument. I just Okay go ahead. Yeah. With that whole paying thing. Like yeah, I like like, I, I like when a guy pays, but I have to say when a guy does pay, I feel like I there's something in me that feels like I need to give him back something in return. Not sexual, mm-hmm. but it used to be sexual. Like when in my 20s when a guy paid for my meal, I would always feel like I had to sleep with him or when he cooked me dinner, I always felt like I had to give him something in return.
0: Mm-hmm. You feel like a easy exchange. You ever, yeah. Do
1: you ever feel that or did you ever feel that?
0: No, because I'm not as popular as you've been treated <laughs> by a lot of guys. <laughs> I don't think. No, I it's don't just think a, it's so. It's because not popularity. It's that you just found your guy <laughs> early on. I think I, I've always been on go go Dutch when I when out with you know a, a guy who I am not familiar with. Like I oh, insist right. of going Dutch. Really? Yeah. Like I don't. I don't feel right. Of, own someone else. Oh, I don't right. know. Okay. I don't know. I don't feel... Maybe now I feel like, yeah, just pay for me, whatever. But when I was younger... Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I wonder if these things have changed because, like, Billy and I were watching Sleepers in Seattle last week. Mm-hmm. And there's this great scene where Tom Hanks's character is starting to date again. Yep. And then he's talking to his friend at this amazing Seattle restaurant. And he was, like, having a conversation with his friend saying oh, I don't know how to date now, you know? Like, wh- mm-hmm. what do people do now? And then the friend was like something like, oh, women are independent now. I think the movie was in, made in the nineteen early 90s, yeah. yeah, 1993. And he, the friend was like, oh, feminism, you know, uh, make sure you you know, let the woman pay for half. And then Tom Hanks says, I could never make a woman pay for dinner. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I love you. Like, some part of me still holds on to the idea that men should be paying for women's dinner. Like, I know it's wrong. I shouldn't uh-huh. think that. Uh-huh. But, like, I still... There's some part of me that's still so old-fashioned. Like, I fucking love it when a guy opens the door for me. I fucking love it when a guy mm-hmm. pays for my meal. Mm-hmm. You know? I, feel, I still fucking love those things. And yes, it's problematic. But I'm just going to put it out there. I fucking love it.
0: I think it's just the value down to how individual uh, considers the value. I mean if if I had a great night, I wouldn't even mind to pay for the guy. Yeah. Like so yeah. it's really down to the how the night ends. If right. I get a really bad interaction with a guy, like I wouldn't want him to pay for right. me and I don't want him yeah. like I don't want to pay for him, I'll just go Dutch. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. if down to the interaction between two people going on a date. Yeah, I don't think whoever pays is the main concern. Mm, yeah. mm. Yes. I,
1: I I find that dating recently is so interesting because like I feel like there's sometimes there's parts parts of me that want to exhibit very masculine, typically masculine mm-hmm. things. Like for mm-hmm. example, um, I, I'd often want to drive the guy home if okay. if, if we're driving and I'm driving, you know, mm-hmm. like I would want to drop him home. Or, like, I remember last year I went on a date with a guy I, I was, like, madly in love with. This is in Taiwan. <laughs> and um, I wanted to walk him home. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, we were walking for hours on end after a really long dinner. I was, like, already completely infatuated with this guy. And um, I asked him, can I walk you to your door? Mm-hmm. And it felt like it didn't feel weird for me to do that as a woman because he wasn't a very typically alpha masculine guy mm-hmm. like he was kind of neutral in terms of you know gender expression and mm-hmm. i loved that about him um but it, fe- it felt really cool to be the guy at that point like like the traditional guy and say can i walk you to your door mm-hmm. and but he was like no it's okay so i didn't end up walking <laughs> him to his door but i loved that i love doing that do you think it's you know? like
0: a power Dynamic that you feel like you can protect the other person in saying so?
1: Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I think I said it because I genu- genuinely wanted to see him safe back.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, right, that's at a his apartment. caring characteristic, yeah, which is good. And, yeah. and,
1: and I think in the past, I might not have done that because I didn't want the guy to see me as
0: masculine. Mm. Would you do the same thing if it's in, like, Sydney? I know because Taiwan is relatively safer. I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think I would do that if the I don't know actually <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would walk some a guy to his door if it meant that if I liked him and it meant that I mm-hmm. could spend more time with him. Yeah,
0: yeah, I understand that. You know? Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: All right. Let's take we're a break. Take a quick break <laughs> and we'll come back to talk more about white people. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> We'll talk more about Newtown.
0: Newtown. Mm (laughs) Yes, you are. I think it's just a... Yeah, I like Newtown. I think it's just essentially like you mentioned the freedom of being yourself in Newtown. And I think new things happen in Newtown and that becomes like a trend and then people pick it up it's kind of like, yeah. if I want to compare in Taiwan, I think new things happen in Taichung, Taichung and you kind of expand it throughout the whole island. And I think um, arts, music, and literature, a lot of things that starts in Newtown. And then, did you just hear that? Yeah, was <laughs> got that? Like a, a train going through, yeah. Cool. Anyway, um, I think um, just the artistic formation in Newtown is really attractive and I think um, apart from uh, that I get to know about LGBTQI community the Mm. first from Newtown Yeah, because that's where most of my um, gay friends that live there or hang around there and they prefer to go there as well because it's such a safer space compared to other suburbs in Sydney yeah yeah and of course, the food, the cafe culture. Yeah, it sounds really cafe. white. Yeah, no, sounds, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I like that you are like you pointed that out, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And it's also, very, the cafe culture is very white.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Uh, but which is funny because one yeah. of the like the extremely popular pastry, the Black Star is owned by an Asian in, initially, wasn't it? Or co-owned by an Asian.
1: Right. And also, like, h- more than half the people who go in there to get the watermelon, strawberry potassio cake <laughs> yeah. are fucking Asians. <laughs> Asians, yeah.
0: Who, like, Because it's an Instagrammable exactly. item. Yeah. 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 yeah, so... What's with Asians
1: and needing to, like, take pictures of everything? That sounds very derogatory, obviously. I'm not trying to be derogatory against Asian people because I'm Asian but that doesn't mean that like, mm-hmm. I can't be Asian against Asians. I'm just saying, like, I wonder... I actually have a theory about this, but... Um... Okay, go ahead. Oh, okay, so, um, you know, like, I find it very racist when, like, every year you hear that a bunch of white people start complaining about the Asians that flock to um, the streets in Milsons Point that are filled with jacaranda trees. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, yeah. oh, it's Japanese tourists and Asians, like... They're, like, fucking taking over my street. And so, uh-huh. um, for the listeners who don't know, <laughs> uh, jacaranda trees are, like, in the spring, I believe? Or summer? Spring, summer.
0: Um, sometimes Towards the end of spring, so essentially around November. Because what I remember is that because... W- Graduation. Yeah, graduation. That's yeah. right. Dad, yeah, graduation. My, our father
1: called it the graduation trees. He's uh-huh. because um, every year around this time is where, where, the when the flowers bloom to their beautiful purple color is mm-hmm. also the time when the graduation. Yeah, kids graduate from them. People finish their ter- yeah. term. Yeah. yeah, in high school and college. Milson's Point is one of the wealthiest suburbs in Australia and mm-hmm. therefore like a bunch of white people live there with their massive fucking mansions and BMWs. And there's this wonderful, beautiful little street in Milsons Point where the 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 street is lined with just the most gorgeous jacaranda, jacaranda trees. Yeah, and they when they leave, when their flowers fall, the whole street looks like a carpet of purple. It's very mm-hmm. cinematic. It's very mm-hmm. beautiful. And every year there's heaps and heaps of Asian people who go there and take pictures. And like I find it very insulting when white people start complaining about us because um. They don't understand that from countries where we come from, like a lot of people mm. who come to Australia as tourists or, like from Asia or migrants or refugees, like we don't have anything as beautiful as that. We don't. We oh. like that's my theory. Like we we've never seen anything as beautiful okay. as that, so we want to capture it. So stop mm-hmm. stop fucking mm-hmm. criticizing us, like stop bitching mm-hmm. about us wanting to capture something. You know I think there's I think like it's also... I've noticed something uh-huh. lately. Like, I am someone who's also a snob about pictures. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, when you go on a holiday with me, I never, I barely, barely take any snaps because I'm someone who's like, I live in the moment. I don't really want to take a picture of this. You know, I'm Mm -hmm. very, I'm very, and I realised lately that that's actually quite a white sentimentality.
0: Because you can live in the moment. Because, what you're saying.
1: Because I, because there's, I actually haven't really thought about this, so I don't really know. But like whenever I have expressed this sentiment that, oh, I don't I don't feel like taking a picture of this or I don't need to feel like I need to document this, I've realized that the people who have agreed with me have always been white people.
0: Well, partly because we grew up with our parents that just takes millions and millions of pictures all the time. Like we literally have what, like five 50, yeah fifty, 50 photo yeah, pa- photo albums, <laughs> photo yep, albums when, when our we were young, parents' yep. place. And our dad is obsessed with photography growing up. Yeah. And videography Mm -hmm. as
1: well. Yeah. So um, there are so many footages of me and Helen and our two other siblings when we were kids.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think it's just a mentality of trying to save something as a memory, I guess, because our parents. their childhood is very different to ours whereas if you compare to say Australian, let's say generally a white family, they are I wouldn't say a lot, but perhaps they haven't gone through starvation mm. or war. Genocide. Or genocide. Yeah. yeah, all all sorts of tra- trauma traumas. Yeah. 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 So you would think that, yeah, this moment is fine. I'll preserve it in my mind. But whereas um, I'm guessing that our parents took a lot of photos, especially our dad, is that um, he wants to preserve that happy memory mm. when he can relieve it when he is older, yeah. which is he's doing it right now. So I, I think it's kind of negative as well because you can't, I don't know, it, it, you can't enjoy it at that moment. You have to take A photograph of it, and then think about it later. Whereas, perhaps people like what you're saying now about you can live the moment. I'm guessing what I'm trying to say is that I think dads always have a mentality of thinking that bad things gonna happen in the near future. I need to preserve something in the photograph, so when the bad thing come happens, I can at least look at this photograph. And cheer myself up. Oh,
1: I never thought about that. That's yeah. sad.
0: Yeah. Ugh. I know
1: why I stopped taking pictures. Do you know why? Mm-hmm. Because why? I never looked at them. So in oh, my 20s, okay. I, in my early 20s, I took heaps of pictures of my food. Mm-hmm. Like I would take, every time I went to a cafe with friends. Oh, not the food. Yeah. I, I would like oh, take a picture God. of my brunch. And then I realized quickly that like going through all my photo albums, like on my, on my laptop. I realized that it took up so much space and also I never looked at it. Mm-hmm. So I I just mm-hmm. I literally never reminisce about the past. Mm. I, as in I do obviously,
0: maybe not the But food. just
1: I, yeah, I don't like mm. I have books and books, volumes of my diary from, you know, from since I was 5, but I don't mm-hmm. go back and read them. Mm.
0: Mm.
1: Just like I never
0: go back to look at pictures. <laughs> Yeah. I think uh, coming to coming back about Asians taking photos pictures yeah. of food. I think that was quite bizarre when I first know that it became a trend about what 10 years ago or maybe less than 10 yeah. years ago because people were starting to do food, food blogs blogging. Yeah. yeah. So that was one of the movement would you yeah. call a movement and people starting to monetarize it because you if you become like a food yeah. blogger influencer, influencer you get to invite it to go yeah. and get free food and write about it yeah. And things like yeah that. so i guess it's you know more for social media but it's not very sentimental for personal purpose would yeah. it because it's just food yeah
1: yeah Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I don't know how we went from like talking to a suburb to like Asian bashing
0: to white bashing to.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you do you take pictures of your kids, right? Yeah. yeah Why I do you do. do that?
0: But I take a bit more pictures of my yeah. dogs. Now, <laughs> Why do you think you do that? Which I'm sick of myself. Um I don't know. Like it, like I said before, I just think that it's probably it, trying to remember the good times mm. when you're feeling down or just to cheer yourself yeah. up. Also, yeah. you, people look at traveling photos for that purpose. Yeah. You also,
1: know? um, your kids are fucking adorable. So that, that's nice. Like your daughter <laughs> is like the best looking person in the whole world. After Bruce, <laughs> the Bruce. Bruce is the best. Bruce is the best. So Bruce is the child of my other sister. And he's literally mm. hands down my favorite person in the world. Like, oh, maybe after <laughs> Billy, <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't do a
1: comparison, now. yeah, um but anyway, <laughs> um I often f- feel my like I have a really awesome bedroom, and I like I'm so proud of the sort of ludicrous amount of plants and um animals I have here, animals as in like plush toys mm-hmm. and also books, mm-hmm. and like o- oft in the last couple of weeks, I've like seen the way that things sort of congregate around my room. And sometimes I take pictures of just like what I'm reading on my bookshelf and I think, oh, Mm -hmm. I want to really, I really want to post this on Instagram or social media or whatever. And then I stop myself because I'm like, who am I trying to impress? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to broadcast what, what I'm thinking about. I think if I, mm-hmm. the moment I try and post something, it's me trying to say something to someone or, you know, and mm-hmm. I was just like, I really don't need to do this. So I just kind of stop myself.
0: Hmm. I think for me, if in the sense of talking about like books mm. or something that I see, I, something that I read that I want to share on social media is that I want to see if someone resonated with me. Yeah. Like for example, that when I post a book, that I would really would be the book that I would want to encourage other to people read, to yeah. read. Yeah. So that's probably one of my purpose, and also um, just to attract whoever that have the same or similar ideas as me. Yeah. When I'm reading, you know, that kind of genre. Mm, mm. Yeah. Because I noticed that not a lot of friends. Not a lot of friends around me watch Wretched Mm. because some told me that, oh, it's, it's not, they don't think, um, they don't think they can watch something about mental illness in that kind of setting, Mm. whereas they can watch the other, um, drama that's a Korean drama, which is on Netflix as well, um that is all about mental illness but I can't watch the Korean drama why because the whole the whole the every aesthetic setting of that Korean drama is just too unreal yeah. in the sense that everyone dressed perfectly I'm not saying that Richard no one dresses yeah. perfectly but it's everyone looks like they're under 20 everyone looks like they have botox yeah. everyone looks like they they've gone to the street before they had you know their hair set it up and things like it that it just looks manicured and yeah just overly manicured and you know how a lot of asian dramas have there's a certain way of um pointing and then taking slow motion yeah. <laughs> slow motion kisses can i just say yeah. that does not happen I don't in think real I life can. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can stand yeah, that, so yeah. I couldn't watch that, yeah. 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 Cool. Okay, so are, are we finished up here? <laughs> yeah, um,
1: I think basically, yeah, I just wanted to, like, give a shout out to, like, all the vegan restaurants also in Newtown. I think initially yes. that was why I was... So in love with Newtown because it fed my appetite, like literal appetite, mm-hmm. not yes, just brain appetite, like important. literal yeah. appetite, where yes. I had like uh-huh. a five or six different vegan restaurants to choose from. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, options, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's so good. You feel like, you know, you're not othered. You know, you feel mm-hmm. like you belong yeah. when you have things that, you know, Yeah,
0: fa- have things um,
1: available to you and your specific, you know, um, political agenda. And like Mm -hmm, we said last mm -hmm. week, veganism is a political agenda. I
0: -hmm, love it. mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, fantastic. So once again, thank you to our listeners. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on um, Spotify, Google and Apple Podcast. Please give us a rating, review and share our podcast to your friends. You can find our updates on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Asian Bitches Down Under. Um, We'll welcome discussion and feedback. So we'll chat to you next week. Yes, I'm looking forward to the next week where it will be raining. (laughs) I'm looking forward to rain. Yeah, some rain will be nice.
1: Yeah. Bye, guys.